Have you ever tried to apply false eyelashes and gotten way too much glue on your lash strip? I honestly don't even have the patience for false lashes anymore. Until I found Lash Binder. Created by celebrity makeup artist Cassandra McClure, Lash Binder is a discreet applicator that will have your lashes on in under a minute. It's designed with a soft silicone tip and firm grip, allowing you to measure the strip, apply glue, let it dry, and apply, hands-free and without sharp tweezers. The best part? For every tool purchased, Lash Binder donates one to a cancer patient that lost her lashes during chemotherapy. You can use the code BESTFRIENDS for $5 off your order on lashbinder.com. Welcome back to Your Best Friends Podcast. I am your host, Aurora, and today I am joined once again, again by Seth McCausland, your dutiful husband. And co-host. And co-host this time. When you die, your tombstone will just say Seth McCausland, dutiful, dutiful husband, husband and, and co-host. co-host. Co-host of life. TM. Trademark? Yeah. What? <laughs> um... Yeah, so thanks so much for uh, joining me tonight, Seth. You're welcome. It was really hard to get here. I, I bet. Yeah. Um, I was going to do this episode by myself, and then as Seth and I were talking about doing this episode, we realized how weird it would be for me to do it completely by myself, and I did not have the forethought to plan out a guest co-host for this specific episode. So. So once again, you get me. Yes. So I hope you like me. <laughs> if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. So, Seth, have you ever, like, I don't know, gone to the salon and had them, like, really mess up your eyebrows or mm, something? No, I haven't had that happen. No. I've had bad haircuts. Well, tell me about your worst haircut, actually. What did you look like? Was it the bowl cut you had as a child or was that on That's purpose? probably my worst haircut ever. Um, but I don't think that it was like the same as when you think of like a worst haircut where you like go in expecting something else. Because when I was a kid, I didn't have expectations. That's it just true. kind of was whatever my mom wanted to do. A bowl cut. And so, Camille. yeah, I mean, if she listens to this podcast, which I don't think she does. Love you, it, Camille. We all look, yeah. We all had we bowl all, cuts we in We all the 90s. did, and we all looked good. None of us looked good, we looked, but. We looked great for Sunday church. Oh, man. Walk down the block, go to church, and looking sharp, son. Anyway, so... (laughs) Are you suddenly from the south? Well, I was from the south of Utah. The south of Utah. (laughs) No, um, but, you know, it's kind of different than when you, like, go to somebody and you're like, hey, I want you to do this, and then they kind of, like, do something else, and you walk away feeling like you look ugly. Yeah. I can't think of a specific time, but... Usually it was like that I wanted it cut a certain way, but my hair is too thin to do that. So it's not really necessarily the hairdresser's fault or um, they would cut it shorter than I wanted it to be. And it would really bum me out. Yeah, it happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, I think I just remembered as we were talking about this, this specific instant when my mom took a handful of me and my siblings to Great Clips Ah. when I was a child to get our haircut and I got the worst haircut of my life probably there um 
I, my best friend at the time had cut her hair really short and I also wanted to cut my hair really short. And so, I mean, shorter than it is now, but, um, at the time I had like, like my hair was to my butt as a child. It was a big clip, big chop. It was a great you wanted to t- It clip. was a great clip. <laughs> um, anyway, the point of the story is not how bad the haircut was, although I did look like Dora, the explorer. But I'm really biting the urge to not sing the song. I'm trying not to sing the song. Um, but my oldest sister also got a haircut that day, and we came home, and she was being really mean to me for some reason or whatever, and I remember yelling at her, I thought when you got a haircut that you would change, but I guess you didn't. You're the same old person you were before. And it was really funny because I was super dramatic and was like, this haircut was supposed to change you and you're still a brat. Your sister is not Samson. I'm making a lot of church things today. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> what are you, this the wrong podcast for that. Wrong podcast. Um, Go to the religion section. Goodness. Yeah, Seth. All those religious podcasts you there is a There's to? like an audience for that, weirdly. I know. I don't know because, why. Well, people are religious, Seth. What? <laughs> um, okay, so... While Seth may not have had the most horrific experience in I salon, think that there's more to me than meets the eye. That mostly, some of us have well, had. well, mostly I will say because I was involved with like theater and dance and stuff growing up, mm-hmm. and so I I have experience with makeup and makeup products and well, beauty and I'm things not like that, you don't. and like making myself look a certain way and like doing blush on myself you know so i'm i know some things i'm not i wouldn't say that i necessarily have horror stories but i'm not saying you don't know not just a dumb old guy a dumb old guy who has never touched makeup and doesn't understand it exactly however we're gonna be talking about things that are way worse than makeup oh no like what like Getting your eyelashes ripped out of your eyes. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't want that to happen to me. So we're going to... I asked all of you for your stories, and you guys really freaking delivered. Um, Like, really delivered. We have some... I feel like if they delivered so well, maybe people should stop doing beauty things. No. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty is worth the pain, but also oh, okay. it's hard to tell sometimes when you're going to someone, if you've never been to that person before, it's so hard to tell. And also I think almost all of us are in a lot of these stories as well. A lot of us are guilty of doing something to save a few bucks and being like, oh, well, it's fine. Like the service won't be that much worse, but it almost always is. Not that you have to pay through the nose for specific like services. It's the same reason why you don't pay $50 for a tattoo or less than $50. That's why you never pay less than $50 for a tattoo, guys. Ever. Ever. And probably not $50. I would say 100 is like the minimum. Like, especially if you're. Yeah. Like, just. Ugh. Seriously, never pay less than $50 for a tattoo. It's going it to get infected. Right it's going to be. Gross. It's, it's gonna, gonna fade. fade. It's not gonna look good. It's and gonna also look probably like it won't be good. You're, yeah. It's not even gonna look good. Just don't do it. 
Okay, so we are going to start off with a a more mild story, but I promise it will get it will get bad. Okay, so well, good because I really want them to get bad. So yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so she says I asked for classic lashes, and I didn't know the girl only did volume. She was from my neighborhood, and it was a trade, and they were seriously the worst lashes ever. I looked like a creepy baby doll. Luckily, I was broken up with that weekend. And she said, the lashes probably didn't help. (laughs) And I cried them all off. You're not allowed to get your lashes wet for 48 hours after you get them. Otherwise, they can fall out. Oh. So if you cry right after getting them, your retention sucks. So you have to just be like, like when you schedule it, you have to know that nothing bad will happen to you for the next two days. You have to hope. You just don't. You have to hope that nothing will make you cry. You're not supposed to shower. You can't, like, you have to be really careful when you wash your face. Like. Oh, I knew that. Now that you say that, I, yeah, you back have told when I used me to that get lashes. before. Yeah. Okay. Now we're now we're gonna get into. I the... hope people think this is like endearing that I don't understand this stuff and not like roll eye rolly like. Ugh. I think it's endearing, but oh. I'm married to you. Yeah. Okay, so now we're now we're getting in, we're getting into it. This girl says, "So I have very blonde hair. I had always wanted to dye it when I was younger, but my mom always said no." But in 8th grade, for my 14th birthday, my mom finally said yes. I didn't want anything major, so I decided to dye it a relatively dark strawberry blonde. We got my aunt to dye it for me, but when I was washing the dye out, I noticed my hair was a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. My mom told me not to worry, so she blow-dried it for me because I was too scared. When she was done, I looked at it, and it was literally Cheeto orange. Nice. She said, luckily it was the kind of dye that faded after a while, but it was a rough couple months. This reminds me of something in your life. So, I have a similar story, just in the sense of... Well, because you were platinum blonde for a while, right? I was much more platinum blonde than I ever planned on being, yes. Um, You rocked it. Thank you. But in process of getting there... There were some rough bumps along the way, so, right? So, so when Seth and I first started dating, I had well, it wasn't exactly natural hair color because I had had in college I dyed my hair like all the time and it was a different color every time and the, for a few months before I met him, I had decided to just let it all grow out and it was kind of a mess. So it was like natural-ish, but it was also just not super cute. And so right after we started dating, I decided to go back blonde. Um, and I dyed my hair and I was like a dirty blonde, um, kind of like a golden blonde, but definitely not platinum for the entire time that we dated. It was hot. Thank you. And then right before we got married, and when I say right before, I literally mean the week before we got married, I got my hair dyed because I had roots and I wanted to obviously make sure that I did not have roots for my wedding photos. Yes. And the person who bleached my hair bleached the ever-living shit out of it. And I had, I mean, it was like almost white. It was so, so blonde. It was way blonder than I had wanted it to be. It was way more blonde than I had ever been. Thankfully, our wedding photographers were amazing and they made sure your hair didn't look like that. Yeah. Even though it did in real life. In our photos, it looks like a really nice platinum blonde. Which yeah, is but awesome. it was. I had 
right after it happened, I went into work and everyone was like, you look like you're out of Game of Thrones. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Because on top of that, we had also bleached my eyebrows to be lighter. I don't really did you know do that? why. Yeah, we did. Oh, dang. So they weren't I didn't know they that. weren't nearly as light, but they I were mean, I knew that, but I didn't significantly realize. lighter. Yeah. So anyway, that was um that is my most relatable hair horror story. Here's another one. I used box dye to color my hair literally the deepest magenta imaginable. If there's one thing, sorry to interrupt, but if there's one thing that my hairdresser now, shout out to Brady is uh one thing that he says to me uh is honey don't ever box dye your hair yourself i mean we all know that now (laughs) he's like if you even think about putting color in your hair you call me immediately (laughs) it's true um uh i did this less than a month before the first day of school why because i was a stupid idiot that's why So when homecoming rolls around, I panicked because I didn't want pink hair for the dance. So we went to our family friend who did our hair for years without any problems. She had to strip my hair of the color, and it did nothing. She bleached my hair. It barely touched the pink. After like four hours of these chemical processes, my scalp was literally the same color as my hair, and we decided to just dye it an ashy blonde so it would be as close to my natural color as possible. So I ended up with a purple-toned silver as my hair color which eventually faded into blonde with pink streaks it took over a year for me to be pink it took over a year for me to be pink free i definitely learned my lesson in rebelliously coloring my hair oh goodness there is almost all i got so many questions i mean i got so many responses that were just about dyeing your hair pink this one says this happened to my friend she accidentally dyed her platinum blonde hair purple but where we worked they didn't allow us to have any unnatural hair colors Mm. We were flying out for a work trip a couple days later on a Saturday morning, and when we got there, our supervisor said she absolutely had to change her hair by Monday morning when work started. So she decided to get a drugstore color corrector and asked me to put it on her hair for her, but when she rinsed it out, her hair was green. It was awful. She ended up paying for someone to fix it and get it to a dark blonde color, but she was pretty traumatized. Oh my goodness. That happens to so many people. So the moral of these stories is... Do not box dye your hair. Well, that, and also don't dye it pink apparently because that's an unlucky color well i think if you are careful with pinks i've had pink hair before and as long as you use something that's super temporary um like i used like a temporary dye i also really like there's this brand called overtone that does colored conditioners um so it doesn't really damage your hair as much um and if you don't use it to maintain it it will wash out pretty quickly um i also did that with purple back in the day man i used to have cool hair you have cool hair thank you yeah (laughs) um the other one the other moral of the story was just that you should never work for a company that regulates what color your hair is (laughs) if you can avoid it at all (laughs) as long as possible yeah yeah Okay, so this one says, So I have naturally thick, dark eyebrows, and when I was 13, my older sister bullied me into getting them waxed. The lady ripped off like two-thirds of my eyebrows. I do my own eyebrows now. (laughs) Oh, man. Not having eyebrows sucks. Okay, you look... I can, yeah. I mean, we all had sperm eyebrows in the early... Sperm eyebrows? Yes. Everyone who's listening to this knows what I'm talking about. Is it like where the... Uh Uh-huh. The tip is really thin, but then in... No, no, no. So this part right here above your eye yeah, is like, like rounded. Yeah, and then it gets, then really, it gets thin. really thin. Uh-huh, sperm eyebrows. Oh, okay. Everyone who's listening knows, so, like they all so nod their head do, and knew exactly. Okay. 
I don't know. That's what you call them. That's funny. I mean, that's not like a a wide term that everyone calls them, but yeah. you know, sperm eyebrows. Um, my mom went to get her eyebrows waxed like seven years ago, and the lady dead ass whacked off, whacked, waxed off half her eyebrow, and then had the audacity whack <laughs> just whoosh. It feels like that. Um, had the audacity to still charge her, but was kind enough to give her ten percent off her visit. My mom still has to fill in that part of her eyebrow every day because it never grew back. Dang. One of my sisters actually um, had, like, not a similar thing because, like, she didn't have somebody else wax off her eyebrows. But I think even to this day or, like, for a really long time, she had to, like, draw her eyebrows on because... She still does. She still does, yeah. She got them microbladed eventually. Which is awesome. But it was because of, like, the chemicals in the makeup that she was using, like, totally destroyed her hair follicles. follicles. Like, it was just bad product. So yikes. Yeah, there's a horror story from my side of the family. I finally contributed to the podcast. (laughs) So proud of you. Yeah. Um, Okay, so here are a few short ones. My current boyfriend dyed my hair blue instead of purple, and I had to skip work to get it fixed. Um, this girl said that she tried to use Nair on her upper lip and it burned her skin. I am terrified of Nair, like absolutely terrified. I have never used it because I have heard so many horror stories of people using Nair and just burning themselves because I guess it works on some areas better than others. Like you can use it on your legs and it's not going to really cause as much damage as if you, you know, decided to use it on your hoo-ha. Ugh. Okay, this girl says, got my brows tinted and they were black. Black, black. Girl, my natural brows are albino. (laughs) So she had like super black eyebrows, but... But she's like super blonde. She's like super blonde, oof. Okay, this one's one of my favorites. I had hair down to my butt and I wanted cute short hair and then I was given a Karen haircut. (laughs) Oh, honey. No... Oh, honey, no. Um, oh, please don't. A similar one. Asked for a blunt shoulder length cut and walked out with a soccer mom stacked A line. <laughs> no. A stacked A line. There now are a few you... things that like give me chills Ugh. as bad as a stacked A line mom haircut. Just, it sucks for them because now they have to ask for the manager every time that they go in somewhere. <laughs> They're it's legally like, required to. Yeah, that's the worst part of it. I don't. I mean, okay. I love this one. I didn't love it for her, but it was a good story. Oh, I got my eyebrows dyed for the first time, and the lady didn't know what she was doing. She used hair dye, which is a no, and just put one connected giant strip across both of my eyebrows. Making me have a unibrow. Just literally just all the way across. Just. You can't see me, but I have my eyebrows raised very high. It literally stained my skin so bad and it didn't go away for weeks. It didn't help that I was 12 years old and already super self-conscious. Oh, but I laugh about it now. I cannot imagine being 12 oh. years old and dealing with all of the shit that you have to deal with at 12 but years also, old. But also now I have a colored unibrow. <laughs> Like, and also you're 12, you don't know how to cover that with makeup. And also when we were 12, our moms also didn't really know how to cover that with makeup. So imagine having to cover a unibrow with makeup every single day when you were 12 years old. I would wear a beanie down to my eyes <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> Just 
Just down to your... Just oh, all the man. way down to like the very tips of my eyelashes. Oh, okay. My grandma's best friend was curling her eyelashes when she was a teen and her little brother jumped out and scared her, which caused her to jump and she ripped all of her eyelashes out of the one eye. Don't. <laughs> you don't. Aurora just bumped the microphone stand. Listen, I do what I want here. We just about had our own beauty Micro disaster. needling gone wrong. Oh. Micro. Okay, wait. So micro Micro needling. Is that kind of like microblading? No. No. So micro needling is where they use a little thing that has a lot of needles oh. all over your face. So your face bleeds a lot. And then they uh, use the. I think they like put the blood back in or something. Nope. That's neither else. of us know what this is. <laughs> I, I've, well, I've never really looked into it because that's not something I personally want to do, but it um, helps with like acne scarring and like the texture of your skin gotcha. and stuff. It forces your skin to like create a bunch of like collagen and like regenerate the cells um interesting but they basically like just poke your whole face with needles that sounds awesome but it can be great for your skin the things we do yes for love but it was not done correctly she says i had track marks on my face for two weeks and she still has scars she's like i don't know if she went too deep or my skin was too sensitive it was super horrific looking you will look bad oh, for a little man. bit afterwards, like as it peels and scabs and stuff. But this is why I feel like this is why I don't like dabble in beauty. You know, that's because you're a man and you don't well, have, no, you have because, the option. Well, Not that women are forced to, but listen, that's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah, we don't need to get into Getting the patriarchy into, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm happy to smash the patriarchy at any time. Not in like a not in a good. Sma- <laughs> I'm gonna smash like the patriarchy. <laughs> gonna smash the patriarchy. No. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. Um. This girl says my mom accidentally waxed off one of my entire eyebrows in high school. Her just entire one. eyebrow, just one. It's like that. Okay, what is that show where one of their eyebrows gets removed and then they draw it back on? What show is that? Drake and Josh. I wasn't allowed to watch Drake and Josh, so it's got to be something It does else. happen in Drake and okay, Josh. Okay, well, Megan. I'm thinking of... Megan. I'm thinking of a different show. I it's something know. that I've watched in know. the last, like, five years. Oh, I have no idea. They draw it on Glee. Sounds like something that would happen in Glee. I don't remember it being in Glee. Yeah. I went to a hair salon to get bleach and toner. Very normal. The stylist forgot about me while she was talking, and she fried my hair off. I am going to whisper for emphasis and then realize you won't be able to hear me. But I am so sorry. Ugh. When I used to bleach my hair all the time, that yeah. was one of the most horrific. I remember going into a hair appointment. Um, so after the whole bleaching incident, my hair, I could never keep up with my roots because my hair was so bright that yeah. it was so hard to like do my roots and... It was so hard to keep it everything toned and my hair was so frizzy and it was like so damaged and was always falling out and I just could not maintain that level of blonde. Um, And so it just like I had all these bands in my hair of like various shades of blondness and it was so brassy and it was so ugly. And I remember I had decided I was going to muddle 
And Which you did phenomenally. I did, but um, when I decided that I wanted to do that pretty seriously, I decided that I was going to go in somewhere and have them, like, fix my hair. And I was yeah. like, I just wanted them to, like, bleach Get out all the bands. color. Uh-huh, and... <laughs> and then tone it. And, like, I understood that it was probably going to be, like, a brighter blonde than I wanted, but... Um, like we could get there, but also we were poor college students. So I went to a hair academy, like a hair school, which not necessarily. Hair schools are great. Yeah, they're great. It's not like if you go, you're going to have a bad time, but the appointment took way longer than it should have just because it was a student. And one of the reasons that I went to that specific place was because I really wanted a treatment called Olaplex, which um, basically is supposed to like prevent, like basically it's supposed to prevent damage, like when you bleach your hair specifically. Um, it's Isn't supposed it to like repair like the bonds. Yeah, so like, like a, it's like a cover. So I am not a hair person, so no one quote me on this. But from my vague memory, literally four years ago, I feel like maybe it's that I like coats the hair in such a way that you can still receive the results that you want without the damage something like that but basically it like saves your hair and so I had wanted to go into this specific school because they offered Olaplex because it was kind of like not a super widespread thing at the time and I went in and I told the girl and she was like okay I can do Olaplex like I'll go talk to my instructor and she'll come back and you know to like go over everything with you and the instructor comes back and tells me straight up that she thinks Olaplex that she thinks Olaplex is like bullshit and that she doesn't think it works and she was like so I think you're wasting your money and and then she like went on to tell me that my hair was gonna fall out of my head if they bleached it and like all this stuff and I was like okay she was like unless you do something like use some sort of treatment to keep it like to not damage your hair and I was like okay well I literally came in here asking for a treatment to to not like what are you saying (laughs) And anyway, it took a really, really long time and they did not like manage to get, it looked better than when I went in, but it did not get all the bands out of my hair. Anyway, after that, I had the king himself, Sam Via, do my hair and, um. That was just a really long way of saying, like trying to like flex on everybody. No, but also, yes. Sam Via did my hair. A lot of people don't even know who Sam Via is. Oh, trust me. Well, if there's somebody in here who does hair or has cared about If someone's in the hair industry, they know who he is. He cut my hair with his own hands. His own hands. His own two hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of people on the team. We have image proof. We do. Um, anyway. You post it to the best friend's Instagram. Yes. The best friend's Instagram. The best friend's Instagram. I'll post a picture from when Sam Bia cut my hair. Um, best, you look one of the crazy. best, one of the best haircuts. Not like I've ever bad, had in my crazy, life. but it's like oh, crazy. I don't know. Um, okay, this one is. I was a majorette, and I hit myself in the eye with a baton. No black eye, but I lost all of my eyelashes. How does that even happen? So she actually whacked all of her eyelashes <laughs> off. <laughs> Just fully whacked them off. Just whacked them. Oh man. Okay. Um, this one is. I feel this in the depths of my used to be bleach blonde heart. Oh. My friend bleached my hair twice in the same night in her kitchen, and my hair, I shit you not, actually stretched like elastic for almost a year. Which is fully a thing that can happen if you bleach your hair 
and damage it. So ladies, let's stop burning the ever living heck stop. out of our get some hair help. starting now. Starting now. Stop it. Get some help. Okay. I think we made that joke last time. Well, it's a joke. <laughs> it's worth making. Okay. My mom and I dyed my hair cherry chocolate in eighth grade, not knowing I had natural red highlights that were strong as hell. And after less than a week, my cherry chocolate turned my entire head orange. We dyed it brown again multiple times to try to go back close to my natural color, but it just kept fading back to orange super quickly. I eventually gave up because my hair was dying from all the dye. Ha ha. It took three years for my hair to grow back out and stay brown because it grows so slow. It never really returned to the original dark brown, almost black that it used to be. R.I.P. But no more Aaron hair at age 23. Yay. Yay. Ugh. I've never had that problem. My hair grows so fast. Okay, well, go ahead and keep Just flexing wanna, on well, it. Well, you flexed. I had to flex, too. Um, the thing about red is that it doesn't come out. You literally cannot, without bleaching it completely you cannot remove the red red pigment from your hair um you just have to let it grow out i know this because i also had red hair in high school because why not and every single time i would change my mind it's like well too bad (laughs) too bad it's still red even like bleaching it like you have to bleach it basically to white in order to get the red pigment out it's pink red stay away from those hues my friends unless you're a natural redhead yeah, if you're a natural redhead, if you're a natural redhead. Unless you're committing. Like, if you're committing to be redhead. Right, if like you're committing to it life, forever, mm-hmm, yeah, like, Keep go the, ahead and do it. Like, I know a few people who have... Dyed red hair and yeah. they look great. And they own it. But if you're going to change your mind, just know. It'll change your whole life. That's my quote for the day. <laughs> Good. Okay. <sighs> oh, man. This girl says, I had an allergic reaction to an MLM's product that I was selling, LOL, bye, and it onset severe eczema that was just waiting for me to make a mistake and decided to show up. It's been three years and hundreds of dollars to doctors, and I still can't get it under control 100%. Never trust an MLM. Honestly. My dermatologist told me I looked like an Oompa Loompa when I came in with my initial reaction. Oh. And then she said, pics available upon request. Honestly, okay, here's the thing about MLM beauty products while we are just on this topic. This is not true for every MLM. I'm just going to say this because I have a lot of friends, not a lot of friends, but I do have some friends who sell products from MLMs and I don't want to like put everything under an umbrella. Yeah. But in most cases, there are very few MLMs that I feel like are outliers in the fact that they actually care about the products they're putting out. Um, And the reason that I say that is because the way that MLMs are set up has been proven. I have read a lot about, I mean, I'm not a doctor. This is becoming an MLM episode. This is an MLM episode now in the last two seconds. Um, The way that they're set up is designed specifically to just make money off of consultants rather than products specifically. Well, yeah, and the best way to make money is to have a shitty cheap product and then upsell it for as much as possible. Exactly, And so... MLMs will have, again, not every MLM, but a lot of MLMs will have, they'll cut corners, they'll do everything they can to have, you know, to produce a super cheap product and then they'll upsell it as the super luxury, like great product. And, but the reason that MLMs suck is because the, not only like are the products often shitty, I'm looking at you, it works, but 
Um, also, they, yeah, like I said, they are not designed to make money off the products. They are designed to make money off the consultants trying to sell the products. So the consultants continue to buy products. So they can continue to be consultants and trying to get people to be consultants under them. And I listened to a podcast recently that um, the number was between 90 and 98% of people who buy into an MLM do not break even. Like they don't even break even. Um, So anyways, that's why MLMs suck. I'll get off my soapbox about the structure of MLMs being the absolute worst, um, but also we've all been tempted to join them. I almost signed up to be an It Works consultant when Seth was on his mission. All my friends were doing it, and I was like, maybe I should be an It Works consultant. It's the prime of 2014, 15. Yeah, 2014. Literally everyone I was friends with on Facebook. Literally everyone. I remember coming back, and it was just everywhere. And so it was so like saturated that I was like, maybe... Maybe I should maybe I should be an it works consultant. Not doing that was one of the best decisions of my life. Marrying you was was second to that. Second to yeah. that. I mean, can you blame me? This girl says that she went in to get eyelash extensions and the girl who did her eyelashes completely ripped all of the eyelashes out of her eyes. Which is honestly one of the most horrific I have seen so many pictures of eyelashes that are just caked in glue or like completely like damaged like your natural eyelashes completely all falling off so I have this sister who is a lash artist professionally she's really really great does incredible work she used to know someone who did lashes as well and she took a few of her clients because she was like on maternity leave or something not my sister the other girl and she had never like looked up close at this girl's lashes like how she did them and so she has these clients from this other girl and she's looking at their lashes and I mean it was just like all glue like so much glue and so she had to spend like double the amount of time you know that she was supposed to because she had to like carefully remove all of this glue before she could apply fresh lashes and I remember her telling me that these clients would say that they couldn't do volume lashes my sister specializes in volume um they couldn't do volume they could only do classic because the volume would hurt their eyes so badly that they would have to like after their appointment was over they would go sit in the lobby of the other girl's salon for like half an hour because their eyes were burning so bad that they couldn't like see to leave like they had to let their eyes like sit for a bit before they could leave which is just the pain I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Okay. Um, last one. We'll end on another eyelash incident. Um, this girl says that she used an eyelash curler and it completely cut off her eyelashes in seventh grade right before picture day. A lot of people are getting their eyelashes cut mm. off by eyelash curlers. I've personally never used an eyelash curler and now I'm feeling grateful yeah. that I haven't. Those are scary. Okay, I've, I've tried to use them a few times. I've used one. Wow. My eyelashes are still intact, thankfully. Yeah, thank God. But they are kind of strange. They f- kind of freak me out. It's It seems almost like a dental tool. It's like one of the scary, like, They just, like, creepy... use an eyelash curler to, like, pull your lips oh. out of the way or something. <laughs> no, but it's, like, has it's the like same type of, like, It's like when you go to the orthodontist <laughs> and they put the things on the side of your cheeks and they're like, cheese. <laughs> Nobody could see me, but you all know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, you no. know, you know when you go to the orthodontist and 
I didn't love it. I'll say that. I just, the reason I never used one was because my sister used one, but I was just so scared of it. Like I would use it and I was afraid to get it right up on my lash line. And so I would like curl it well, in the I middle of my eyelashes. Well, I was going to get my freaking eyelid. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're supposed to get it right up against it. your yeah, lash know, line. But I so was so scared that I would like pinch it halfway. And so it just like. You know how sensitive I am about like yes. getting things by my eyes. Yes. Yeah, um, I just cry. Well, it's because you're a man. Tearing up. It's because you're a man. I'm Women de- are I'm used not, to it. I'm still sensitive. I'm not desensitized to makeup. Exactly. Yeah. At least, at least we all have these experiences. Like, at least all of us have had our eyebrows or our eyelashes or the hair on top of our head fall out. <laughs> all of us have. All of us have. Or had your face microneedled so badly that you Uh, i think that was the worst one that one is the worst one man i can't even well it's a painful procedure from what i've heard and it can be really worth it if you and also it's just hard because you know like someone can be super someone can be licensed someone can be good at what they do and you know mess up on just you or you know things can go wrong i don't know this is true Anyway, it's a scary world out there, but um, stay, stay beautiful, bitches. Yeah, keep your beauty safe. I don't know. Keep it close. Keep it. Keep yeah. a close arm around your beauty. Don't let anybody touch that beauty, baby. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It's late and I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, why do I suddenly feel like I should be saying stay sexy and don't get murdered? Tell me. Stay sexy and don't get murdered? Was, is that from something? Oh. Yeah, it's from my favorite murder. That's what they say. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes when I get to the end of a podcast episode, subtle my call out to that podcast. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's not listening to my favorite murder, literally stop this episode. I don't listen to it. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop the recording <laughs> and go listen. No, um, I do that all the time. I'll get to the end of the podcast episode and I'm like, I don't know what to say, and my brain's like, say, stay sexy and don't get murdered. And, and I don't. Instead, I say, I love you. Good night. I love you. Good night. Okay, but for real, I love you. Good night. No, but I... No, no. Okay. Good okay. night. Okay. <laughs>